this video hit a million, this one hit three million, this one hit four million, this one hit two, and I had no idea because I was just so focused into the work and just producing, 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 and then everything else came. Where a lot of people do the opposite, and that was me when I first started. I would do the video, and then I'd be sitting there like, oh, how many views, how many views, how many followers, and I'd get discouraged by it, and I wouldn't be as energized to go and film again. Hello, and welcome to the Top Broker Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to have Tyler Hassman on. Tyler has been blowing up the scene lately with his short form video content. And today I'm really excited because we're gonna do kind of a masterclass on short form video with Tyler. And no one is more qualified than Tyler. He gets more than 10 million views per month on his platforms. And he's generated more than 100 deals per year in his first two years in the business. And today actually marks his full second year. Is that right, Tyler? Absolutely. Today, today, two years ago, I got licensed and went on right. the first video tour. So it's, uh, it's the anniversary. It's uh, Tyler's real estate birthday. So Tyler, welcome to the Top Broker Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to dive into some things and kind of share a little bit about myself and story. All right. So yeah, let's jump right into it. I'm really excited to uh, hear straight from the source. Uh, tell me about Tell me your story. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I, I originally got into real estate when I was 18, um, doing real estate joint ventures, purchasing multifamily assets. So I was doing that. And then I got into some fix and flips some property management and then got into vacation rentals. And that led me down to Arizona, um, Ontario, Canada, Alberta, Canada, and then Costa Rica. And down there, I got into the hotel industry with a 12 unit hotel. Um, turned that into a digital nomad, co-work, co-live hotspot. So I had quite a bit, like a big operation going on. And then COVID hit and that was devastating. Lost like hundreds of thousands of dollars, like was back in Canada, needing to start again from wow. scratch. And it sucked. Um, and then at that point, I was doing all this with my girlfriend. We, me and her were business partners on all that. And we were like, well, now what do we do? So we started up yet another real estate venture that nine months in that failed too and now we're back-to-back failures dead broke 24 years old and i'm like i need to pay rent like i have no money in this crippling debt it was really bad um and along being a full-time investor for like six seven years um the active investor right it's only i had the money invested i'm always the active guy doing all the work and then bringing in the funds um but you know i was like i just thought real estate agents got overpaid it was frustrating. I'd be doing fix and flip deals. I'd be even doing videos back in the day. And then the agent's getting a cut. You know, we'd buy, be buying apartment buildings and their commission they're getting is like 20, 30 grand. I'm like, are you kidding me each? I'm like, what? All you do is open the door and show me around. So I was like, I need to make some quick money. I'm good at video. I'm good at marketing. I'm in the real estate world. I may as well become an agent. So that's exactly what I did. And that was, uh, I got officially licensed September 2nd, 2021, exactly two years ago. And uh, I started becoming an agent. And when I first started, I didn't have a car, I had a bike. So being a real estate agent, not having a car, it's not really that great. So it was a $50 bike from Facebook Marketplace. And when I got my license, I'm like, I need to hit the ground running. I need my face to be everywhere. Cause I, like, I've got some experience in marketing, branding, all these things. I'm like, the more people that see me, the more leads I can get and the more sales I can make. Um, but the big issue was I didn't have any money. So I couldn't do Facebook ads. I couldn't do Instagram ads. 
Um, there was no way I was going to go cold call door knock and do all those other things. So I'm like, I just believe that's so outdated. And I was like, there's got to be a better, faster way. And that's when I called around and was asking brokers and like experienced agents. And they're like, no, there's no quick way to do it. It's going to take a long time. You got to curate your business. Um, took me how many years or join my team. You, you only get right. like 30% of what you actually sell, but I'll give you the leads. And I was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, you know what? The most consumed content in real estate is home tours on uh, TikTok and Instagram. And I was like, I think I should just do that because all I have and need is an iPhone and a free editing app. And I it doesn't cost anything to post on Instagram or TikTok. So then I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I biked literally two years ago to the day. I got on my bike and I went like way out to this suburb in Calgary. Like I had to take the train and from the train, I had to bike another like 45 minutes and it started raining. So here I am like not sure if it's going to work. I'm kind of doubting myself. I'm just feeling like crap, to be honest, even though, like most agents are like, yeah, I'm an agent. Me, I'm like, oh, I'm an agent. Like I just need to make some money and get back on my feet. And it started raining and I was like ready to give up. But I really thought like, what if? And now what I mean by that is I've always thought like there was things in my life, I don't know about you or the viewers, that you didn't go through with, you know, you didn't start and you might be thinking now like, man, what if I would have done it? And I had a lot of those moments in my life previous leading up to this. So while I was biking, I was like, I don't want to have to sit here a year from now, two years from now and think, man, what if I would have went all in and posted videos every day? Because I told myself 60 days, I'll do it for and If it doesn't work, posting every day for 60 days, I'll go and get a job. I'll quit being an agent. So I was like, man, that what if like really inspired me to be like, no, 60 days, let's go. So I kept on biking, went and filmed the property. Long story short, month after posting every single day, biking around to these show homes, I got my first lead. And I was like, thought I hit the, I was like so excited. Like that first lead that came in from just doing those videos for 30 days, like I'm telling you, that felt better than when I signed a big contract or I made a big commission. That's the best feeling ever. And uh, they ended up ghosting me after that, but nothing happened. Right. It was a very bad lead, but it worked. And then a week after that, I got a, more leads coming in. And I was like, wow, this is like really gaining traction. And then I had um, a brother and a sister from out of province. They were like, hey, we saw your videos. We want to actually view these homes. We're both looking to buy a place. And they flew in and sure enough, they ended up buying two homes. They each bought one. And I ended up getting like 14,000 from that, like 7,000-ish each deal. And that was my second or third month. But right at the end of the second month, closing was the third month. Um, and that was like, wow, okay, like this is working. And during that time, I'm like, hey, 60 days, you know, I've got a little bit of followers, a little bit of views, I've gotten a little bit of leads. I'm gonna keep doing this. And then next thing you know, like it just skyrocketed by month four. Month four, I all just from doing the videos every day. Uh, I got a car at this point though, so yes. Um, I was driving instead of biking because winter time in Canada, right? I mean, New York also very cold. Um, oh, yeah, it's cold. It's colder where you are though. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so next thing you know, like month four was I think it was twelve deals. Month five was thirteen or fourteen. Then I went to. I was consistently hitting like, you know, 12 to 13 deals per month for like four months straight, all on my own with a phone and just doing home tour videos at no cost. So when you look at like the commission from that, and I was also at real and still am at real broker, which is a super small split and there's no monthly fees. 
So I literally have no cost other than my local real estate board. I'm getting all the commission. There's no other team or anything getting it. So I was able to really build that up. And then from there, I just made sure like, hey, if these videos are the things that are generating all this business, I'm going to not stop. So every, every day I still kept posting, still kept posting. I'd make the time. I was relentless with it. And by that point, I started getting some other agents that are like, hey, or new agents being like, hey, I want to like do what you're doing. So I started building like somewhat of a little team of like, I think at our peak, there was like 12 agents. So by month six, I uh, had like 12 agents. I was like, you know, <laughs> under me, I was training, I was helping out. And then I started giving all the leads out. And then it just exploded. They started having success with doing the same thing I was doing. So then they're selling homes. I'm selling homes. And then um, I think month nine, I got offered a contract from a builder, a full year contract with a set amount per month. I mean, like you film this many home tours, this many, whatever you can get paid. And then, uh, yeah, that just skyrocketed. And then fast forward to now, it's been two years. I now 99% of my time just film tours all day. I got multiple contracts with builders, developers, um, agents. Now I do all paid tours. I got a list of literally hundreds of agents waiting for me to come in and film their listings. And I also just am a lead generating magnet and I just handle those leads to agents here in my local area. Or if I come to New York and we get leads and I just hand them off to whoever you or anybody else there. So that's kind right, of my right. business model now. And that's that, it's been a wild two years. It blew up my expectations. Like it was insane. Like that first year, uh, I cracked the six, I think it was 64 deals. And then that was just like me and a couple like agents. I was like, kind of like, they were like my assistant agents, right? That yeah, not including yeah. the other team agents of the 12 that were also doing deals. And then the second year, that's when things really exploded where, you know, it just like whoosh, went crazy. So anyways, I know so I probably ramble, but like <laughs> you have to yeah with this story you have to ramble I mean I think that what you've done in what you did in two months is kind of like what a lot of agents do in two years yeah. and what you've done in 24 months is like a full 20-year career I mean really the you saying that six months in you had a team you know you built a team after six months you had a lead generating machine you got out of production but you were still in real, you know, you're still in real estate, obviously you're, but you're probably better connected and have better area knowledge than most agents because you're out there every day, essentially doing previews, but you're doing videos of it. So yes, I mean, I it's fantastic. Absolutely. And that's the thing I tell so many people. I'm like, you know, I could scream it from a mountaintop, right? Of like what short form video has done for me. And yet a lot of younger agents when they get into the business, they meet up with the older agents that are like, well, no, here's what worked. This is how I got successful. It's like, yeah, 20 years ago, 15 yeah. years ago. Or mm -hmm. I always get hear agents be like, it's time to get back to the basics, back to the oh cores, God. back to the cold calling. Yeah. And I'm just like, why? I'm like, <laughs> and the reason I say why is because I see this, like me, what's happening with me with this. I see what other agents, the success they're having. And I'm like, when has there ever been beginner agents, not just me, but other ones as well, that have been able to take a phone and on free social media apps and have this success. Cause even in my local market, one thing that's absolutely crazy is like, I now, when a lot of people that are in my whole city, Calgary, when they think of a realtor, they're always like, oh, the guy in the hat, the guy on Instagram. I was yeah. able to do that at no cost in the less yeah. than a year or two, right? You have agents here that are spending 
hundreds of thousands a month, not even joking you, on marketing, billboards, even like, you know, all this money. I meet with some agents like, oh, I'm spending like 10 grand a month on marketing. No leads are coming in. I'm like, on what? So it's this new way of thing that has been absolutely insane for me, for other agents. And I feel like it's, um, you know, not a lot of people, uh, you know, take it seriously enough and really go all in with it because it is something that you need to do consistently. Like I said, it took me 30 days to get my first lead. And then after 60 days, every day posting, right? After 60 days, I you know, was able to do a couple of deals, but also I only maybe had 30, 40 leads. It took some time, but at the end of the day, the consistency paid off. And now it's just this huge thing. Even like now I post every single day, you know, this morning, I mean, it's 2.30 PM right now. I filmed four properties this morning and it's the weekend, four properties. Yesterday, I left the home at 7 AM. I didn't get home till 10.45 PM because I was driving so far to film, I think six properties yesterday. So like, even now I'm in a different position. I still am like foot on the gas and I'm posting twice a day sometimes because my whole thing is like, if something's working and it's getting you that goal that you want, like why not go even harder on that? And Gary Keller talks about it in the Millionaire Real Estate Age, uh, Agent, the book. There's the cycle. It's like prospecting, showing, or lead generated showings, closing, negotiation, whatever, and then whatever, closing. So that's this deal life cycle. Agents, the majority of them, will go on each one they'll they'll stop doing the other ones they'll they'll prospect they'll get a lead they'll stop prospecting then they go and do the showings they go and do this once it closes they're like oh shit like i'm back at square one i don't have any leads so i read that like right before i got licensed and i was like okay what is this like what does this really mean so i'm like if my prospecting is video tours i need to not stop prospecting and i think that's why i've been able to really build something big is I do not stop because there's times where I'm getting low views. There's times where, you know, it's not going good, but being, I just keep on going, it's just catapulting. And I think that's kind of the, the, the catalyst to this, right. Um, it's just not stopping. And I feel like sum all that up, right. It's this great opportunity, but people, they think that I just went and made a few videos and this happened. So they'll go make a few videos. It doesn't work. And they go and do cold calling. Cold calling doesn't work, then they go and do door knocking. Door knocking doesn't work, they go and do flyers. Flyers doesn't work, they go and get a part-time job to pay their fees, and sooner or later they're not an agent. And mm-hmm. it's like nobody mm-hmm. really goes all in on that one thing. Another book by Gary Keller, The One Thing. And I feel like that's you know the catalyst to my success I've had so far and other agents that are on my team and I've been working with is we just do that one thing and go all in with it. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And the... The 60 days you picked was like perfect, right? Like, you know, I mean, I think that even if you had only said 30 days and you got that one lead, you probably would have kept going. But that 60 days is really when it started, when the business, it started working from a business sense. Yeah. A lot of agents do, you know, they, oh, they do, they do social media kind of because they feel like they have to, or they feel like it will reinforce their relationships with their sphere, which yeah. is true for a lot of agents, but they don't hit that that flywheel point where it starts generating its own business. Right. So I think you should almost approach it like, don't do it at all or go all in like you're doing, you know, and really push for it because it it compounds, but something that's small starts small and compounds a little bit, you might spend a hundred hours on it and it's not that useful. But if you spend 300 hours or whatever it is, there's a magic point at which it turns into actual business. Yes. I couldn't agree more with that. And I think that's, it's, it's, it's so simple. There's no secret to it. Cause the big thing is too, is like, people are like, oh, well, like 
you know, like, oh, well, my videos suck compared to yours. And I'm like, if you look at my first one, it was worse than the one you started with. But being yeah. I did it every day, I slowly would get better at it. So I think that's the thing is like, even like the, uh, you know, I did the 75 hard challenge, like the fitness challenge, familiar with that. Um, 75 days for anybody that doesn't know, 75 days, every day, two workouts a day, reading 10 pages, um, following a diet, 75 days straight, right? And what happened was I've done it a few times, but the first time I did it, it was like insane. So I was always like on and off at the gym, whatever. Oh, by day 75, it was like a no brainer. I'm making sure I'm doing two workouts. I'm eating good. I'm reading nonstop. And by the end of it, I read like nine books or something. So I even read more than 10 pages someday. I read all these books and all this knowledge. I looked incredible and I felt like a, like just a maniac. I had so much energy. I felt good. And I was like, that was only 75 days, but it's because it was every day for 75 days. So right. same thing like the videos, when I saw that, what effect that had on my health, I'm like, imagine if I did it for these videos and I picked 60 days, I was going to do 90, but the thing, what reason why I did 60 days for the videos is because like, I was, uh, I, I needed, like, I wouldn't be able to, after that 60 days, if nothing was working, be able to literally pay my bills. Like each month, I was like really scraping money together to nice. try and find it. And then I also used to do some like consulting for some uh, investors and like I had some projects. So I was like, hey, if I'm like able to get one client here, like consulting, and then I can like also maybe get some money from this line of credit that's like basically max. But like I figured I got creative for the first couple months. And after that, I was like, I'm then like, done done so uh <laughs> yeah but i, think I wish i wish i had a time machine and i could go back and be like hey tyler i'll i'll invest five thousand dollars in your business but i want five yes. percent <laughs> yes i would have i would have been like man done take 50 like i just need anything i just want to get off that damn bike <laughs> and that's so funny i think that's one thing too is like um uh, uh i've had it it was a really crazy past couple of years because I also had such a burning drive, right? Like that's something like not only did was I in a really bad financial situation of like barely being able to pay for anything, but also having that debt from those projects that failed. I had to pay back investor money, pay back these debts. And it was like crippling. So that desire also, that burning desire to of having that going on, the stress and anxiety, there was no way I wasn't going to post every day. There was no way I wasn't going to show up. There's no way I wasn't going to call those leads or really go extra. There was a lot of times I didn't want a video and I'm like, I have to, there's no other option. It's like burning the ships. And that's where I was able to really do so much because then once I started getting out of the hole and started like, you know, becoming better financially, I then was like, I don't ever want to go back to that situation. again. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was like, stacking up cash and obviously paying back this debts and the cash has been gone and i'm back to square one i'm like i gotta keep going gotta keep going and even now i have this like so much hunger because i have seen what the worst case in my mind scenario is and rock bottom is i don't ever want to go back there again so that's why it's like i people like literally all the time agents are like man like when do you ever take a break from the videos? Like when did, I'm like, I don't. And if I do, I'm if I'm taking like a week off or something, I'm gonna go film like the next two days. I'm gonna go film 10 properties a day as 20 properties. So I'm posting still every day and I'll schedule it. So I do yeah, value my yeah. time off. The last weekend, I, I took the whole weekend off, went camping, but videos were still posted. So at the end of the day, it's like I had that desire and still do that burning desire and hunger 
Like there was, it was do or die. And I feel like that's the thing. A lot of young agents, they're like, oh man, like I want to do video. I want to do, have the same results as you. And like, okay, I got my license now. Uh, I'm just going to be doing it part time. I have this job and I'll never forget this one agent. I'm like, hey, well, what are your expenses? He's like, well, I live at home. And I was like, okay, what, like what? And I'm like, it's like yeah, well, I just need to like have some money, like, you know, for gas. I'm like, uh-uh, dude, like you're going to be so half in and half ass on this. You're going to get half ass results. And it's, it's, it sucks to say, but if you want the results and success that I've gotten in this sense, you want to have that hunger and that desire. And that was me, right? I literally like the, it hurt the ego too, riding a bike to go and do these home tours at 24 years old and all this, almost 25 and friends are getting married, having kids, buying houses. And I've got maxed out everything, fail, back-to-back failures on a bike, drive, like not sure if it's <laughs> even going to work, right? That sucked. And I use that hunger though. Like there was times, like I said, I didn't want to do it or people would be talking, people would be saying things. I just didn't care. And yeah. I think that's the thing that not a lot of people also have. They have too much comfort. They really don't want it. And I really want it. I still do want it. You know, I'm even today, like, I'm going to be posting two times today. I'm posting three times, maybe tomorrow. Like I'm just like so hungry for it. So man, that's no, that's awesome. I, I think that I hear this a surprising amount, you know, when I'm interviewing people who are very successful now, but who had that moment, you know, not quite a rock bottom moment, could be, could, could be not, but that moment when they were like, I'm willing to just push as hard as I can to get this. I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. This is going to work. And I think that, you know, people who have never, have never experienced that, I think that they won't be able to work at the same you know, I, I don't know. It's just my personal thing, but I, I had that, uh, Brooks Landry had that. I know, you know him. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of folks, you know, have had that moment. And the nice thing too, is after that, at a certain point, it's all, it's all gravy. It's all blue sky, you know, and versus having this lifestyle that you have to support, even that kid that you mentioned, you know, Oh, I need, I mean, what was that for his Netflix subscription or, you know, what, what was that money for? And are you willing to make those sacrifices in order to just you know, put everything in this. So I applaud you. That's, it's so cool. And I can't wait to see Tyler Hassman in, in five years. Like what, especially with that previous experience of, you know, the real estate investing, do you have any plans in that direction in the future? Yes, absolutely. So I still have uh, ownership in some multifamily assets in back in where I'm from in Saskatchewan, Canada. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so that's all great. And then for those wondering, okay, well, you're on a bike, but you have ownership in multifamily assets. It's a long-term joint venture. So if anybody from the real estate world knows how that is, it's not like I'm getting monthly fees, investors have to get paid back. It's a six, seven, eight year plan, right? So anyways, long story short, absolutely. I want to get back into investing. Um, I think one thing is that the biggest mistake I made because I started so early on and it's just the mentor I had at the time. Um, she was always like, you know, forget about cash flow. It's all about building your wealth and building your net worth. And here I am building this wealth and net worth with multifamily and raising money, doing joint ventures, and I'm not making any cash. So we have to yeah. be property management, yeah. barely making any money. And then that's the biggest thing. So I basically, once I went through all this failure, I was like, Hey, now that I have no money saved, I have no income coming in or any of this. I can't just go and take out the equity that I have in these buildings because it's not, we can't remortgage. And it's just like, I'm like, Hey, what? Like cash is King. I don't know. Anybody that says cash is King has never been in a a really hard financial situation. 
Because yeah. even me, when I was like literally figuring out, like trying to figure out where could I get money from to pay rent, so it's that bad. I'm thinking of, okay, my ownership in these apartment buildings. There's no way I can get any money from that. There's no way, right? That's a long-term game. And I'm like super frustrated with that. So now I'm really cash focused. So mm -hmm. I think now when, when it comes down to investing, my whole mindset with that is I want to have these cash flowing businesses with right now with me, it's um, uh, doing video tours for agents and for builders handing out leads and referrals. That's a huge one for me for closing mm -hmm. deals. Um, real broker, I have a downline to the recruiting side to it. That's huge for me. Um, I get stock options with real. And then uh, I can't even think of anything else. Anyways, say those main core ones. That's the ones I always want to funnel and go all in with, which I am right now for the next few years and foreseeable future, build up cash and then start putting that cash somewhere for the long term, but have this cash just building and building and building. And uh, over time, I also want to start up another like resort hotel. I absolutely want to do it, but I want to do it from a position of I've got so much cash coming in from like these five or six income streams. I'm not worried about taking money out of it. I just want to put right. the money somewhere, let it sit there five, 10 years. If it's not making money, who cares? Like breaking even even is great. Like that's my, and then just bank on the appreciation. That's kind of my investing mindset now. Um, it'll probably change in the future, but just being what I went through of literally having this really good net worth, these long-term assets and being cash poor and needing cash, like that really had a big effect on me. So now I'm mm -hmm. totally switching that around. Um, does that kind of answer that? I know it kind of no, it, Yeah, it totally does. I mean, I think but, that it's also, it's a good thing for people to, you know, a, a good lesson that hopefully other people don't have listening, don't have to, you know, relive, uh, just because. I think her advice was probably good, but just for you, like you said, for you in 10 years or 15 years, you know? Yes. Uh, and that was it, the thing is like yeah. she, because she was someone that was in her late fifties, early sixties that had a ton of cash coming in from other businesses and all these things, right? She had a, buildings that have been paid off for 20 years and has passive income coming in. So it's easy for her to say that, but didn't mm -hmm. really, but it's kind of like when you have older, more experienced agents that have a very successful real estate career but they're 30 years into it telling a young agent, screw social media. The best way to do it is go and door knock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, totally. Yeah, it, it worked for them and it's great, but their mindset is so fixed on it because they aren't familiar with these other things. So that's what I feel like it was like. Um, so anybody that's young out there, I really would say focus on, you know, making cash and having cash flow come in from businesses, or maybe you're doing more fix and flips um, or a short term rental, just something that provides more cash. Um, but even when you're buying properties, like we've been in some situations too with these apartment buildings where, you know, it's getting tight, you know, we have some bad months. We got like three months in the reserve fund and that starts getting a little low and we're like, we don't have no cash from anywhere. We got to make sure <laughs> these tenants are on point. So it was really stressful. So I think now my investing strategy is a lot more cash from businesses and cash flow and then start investing into other stuff and then yeah like you know buy some more apartment buildings and then those apartment buildings will then start cash flowing sooner or later too so i think uh yeah that's kind of the plan there nice no that's great um i wanted to getting back to like short form stuff uh how how uh like analytics driven are you like are you like a total like you know like analytics freak that you're watching all the time or not really or uh and how much do you use them if you do watch them a lot to help decide what else to make. And I guess just talk a little bit yeah. about analytics. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not really like, I, 
I obsessed over the views because that's what really shows what kind of content people are wanting. And then, so like when I'm posting videos, I'm always like, Hey, what is my audience really liking? What do they want more of? And I like to make videos like that. Um, and I also like to be like, what leads are generated or what videos generate the most leads. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I first started out, I was doing any kind of properties, but then I noticed the like $500,000 range, which is like a single family home a couple years ago here in Calgary, that one was generating the most leads. So I'd go and find single family homes that are newer in that price range. And then um, I started doing luxury homes and it, they sucked. Like nobody viewed them. It sucked because everyone's always like, oh, I, I, I want to go do luxury uh. homes. I'm like, no, it sucks. And of course, like if I now that I'm in this position, a lot of people follow me just because they like real estate. And so I go do luxury homes. They'll get millions of views. But a lot of times they don't get leads. Right. I'll go. Right, and post, right. I posted just like um, uh, what was this like a week ago? It was a hundred and sixty nine thousand dollar like rundown house, hundreds <laughs> of leads. Like it was insane, and like you know, it's it's crazy. So at the end of the day, the analytics I look at are what is the audience wanting most, and that's the thing is when I first started, I would switch up the video styles, and then also be like, hey, this new style is not getting as many views or shares or engagement. I'm gonna go back to this. So I'd always like gauge the view amount and be like, how can I keep increasing these and like. You know, after each week, I'd be like, hey, what videos did best? And I'd take those videos and be like, why did they do best? Was it the house? Was it the style of video? Was it what I said? And then I would try and do that in the next week and then the next week. And then it started leading me to all these things um, to where I am now of like, I still look at that. I'm like, hey, like people are really liking the drone. They're liking acreages. They're um, liking when I ask them to guess the price instead of just tell them the price, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I look at the metrics from that standpoint, but I don't get too invested into it. Um, it's more so just giving the people what they want. And I think a lot of agents need that. They need the harsh reality. I had an agent that was like uh, doing a little bit of home tours and then market updates and home buyer education tips. The literally the video tours, they're getting leads, they're getting a few thousand views. And then their other videos were getting like a hundred views, 200 views, 50 views, no engagement, right. nothing. And they're like, yeah, I just feel like though that like, you know, the education, the market wants just more knowledge base and it'll be better for buyers. I'm like, where are the leads coming in? Where are the views coming in? <laughs> like, this is not rocket science. Give the people what they want. And that's been me from the start. I did do market updates at the beginning. I did do home buyer tips. I did home seller tips. I've done it all. All of this to where I am today is calculated because it's the most viewed and consumed and lead generating um, content, home tours. That's why I do it. Builders pay me money. Agents pay me money because they come in, they're like, this guy's going to generate leads and help sell my house, right? And they don't pay me because it gets the views, right? They pay me because it actually gets those results. And to get those results reverse engineered, I give the people what they want. And that is the home tour. I get them excited. I, sh I keep them engaged. And I think that's it. And, um, you know, it's been a journey getting to that point because, you know, there's a lot of times I'd try new things. They didn't do good. I would, you know, use a different camera. I'd use a different thing. I would do different style of properties. I would, you know, wear different clothes. I've tried all that and I finally curated it. But I think agents out there listening to this, if you're not getting views, right, it's not the algorithm. It's not the hashtags you're using. It's nothing else. Your content just sucks and people don't want to watch it. Now, that's a harsh reality, but that's also the reality I, uh, the reality I had when I'm making these videos. If I put out a video and it flops, I never blame the algorithms, right? Back in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, TikTok hates me. <laughs> no, right. it's the video sucks. People don't want to engage with it. They don't want to watch it. That's it. So how can I make it better then? 
there's times where I'll post a video on a home tour, not anymore because now I'm pretty dialed in, but like when I was first starting, it would do awful. I would take down the video like a couple days later, like if it really tanked and I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna go back to that property and do a different intro. Maybe I need to say something. Maybe I need to be quicker. Maybe I just need to do something. And then if it works, then I'm like, hey, now next video, I'll make sure I do that thing. Or if it didn't work, I'm like, maybe people just didn't like this style of property. So I think that's the, the, the kicker to it is like analytics. I like to think, what are people liking? What's generating the most leads? And I'm gonna do more of that. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? No, it totally, totally makes sense. I, and I think that what you said, I heard that from a creator too, um, kind of a big creator in New York that uh, Cash Jordan is, is his name. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, if you're basically said exactly the same thing, like don't blame the algorithm. And if, if you don't get a lot of views on your video, like compared to your other videos, like I may not get a million, but like compared to my, my baseline, if it does worse, just think of that as a worse video. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's, and if you just take away, you know, your, your ego or whatever it is, and just like use that kind of as your, your judge yep. and don't view the algorithm as an algorithm, view it as like a focus group yeah. because really they're showing a certain amount of people. And if those people like it or watch all of it or whatever, they're going to show it to more people. And it's like a really good focus group, you know, it's totally. And I think one thing is too, is like Alex Hermosi says the same thing with uh, a few others say it, make the actual goal, the task, not don't make the goal, the outcome. So when I heard that, I was like, Hey, my goal is to post a video every day. So whenever I post a video, I'm like, yes, I did it. Right. Cause before I'd be like, no, my goal is to hit 10 million views this month. Mm -hmm. And I would get, I'd hit 8 million or I hit like million. It wouldn't be good. And I'd be like, Oh, I'd get down on myself. I'd get frustrated. And then I like, wouldn't be as energized to go do another video. One of my goals is just simply go and film. And then what I do is though, you obviously need to have that other side of it. It's like, okay, I like, I need to also get views. So how can I improve that? But I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing. Cause like, there's a lot of people that are too, per they're trying to be too perfect. They're trying to be all these other things. I'm just like, no, as long as I post every day, it's all done. And as long as I'm getting better every day, the views also grow with that. So I think that's really important is make the goal to post every day, not make the goal, you know, get 10 million views and get all this because I've done a lot of personal development leading up to this, a lot of books, a lot of seminars. And I almost got too in my head and had to rewire this about like probably a year and a half ago. I was way too in my head with like, you know, we we're talking about notion, like, you know, having like your daily plan or whatever you want to call. Yeah. I would literally have Instagram this month. I need to get this many followers, this many, this. I would literally have, the, I need to make this much money, all these things. And I was so analytical on that. I got in my own head and I couldn't just focus on the work. So now what I do is obviously I have my big vision you know, of, of what I want for wealth, happiness, health, all these things. And I have goals, but it's no longer, I need to be at this many followers by this time or this month, I wanna get this many views. I just be like, I'm gonna go out there and make the best content I can make and post every day. That's my goal. It's nothing with these crazy numbers, these crazy ideas, even for money. I'm just like, I'm just gonna go out there and make the best, do the best work I can. And I know the money will just come. There might be months I make a ton of money. There might be months I make a little bit, but as long as I put my work out there and do the best I can with that, the money will naturally come. That's just the laws of the universe, right? So I think once I kind of reframed that and just got a little away from all this, like so much goal setting, so much like tracking and all this, I just felt a lot better and a lot lighter. And I was able to just go out and film every day. And I think that's one of my, the key to success is there's times I, I'm just do, so busy in the work 
and filming also and i'll look at my account like on TikTok. Uh, a week and a half ago, I hit 100,000 followers. And I was like, so excited. And this past week and a half, I've been a maniac posting, like insane. I've got a lot of people wanting tours. I'm now at 130,000. I gained 30,000 followers in a week and a half. I didn't even realize, did not. I didn't even pay attention. And just, it was yesterday. I was like, what just happened? And I went, I had to go through because I didn't even look at the views or anything. And I had to go and see like what videos are blowing up right now. I had no idea. And I then looked, this video hit a million. This one hit three million. This one hit four million. This one hit two. And I had no idea because I was just so focused into the work and just producing, producing, producing. And then everything else came where a lot of people do the opposite. And that was me when I first started. Mm-hmm. I would do the video and then I'd be sitting there like, oh, how many views, how many views, how many followers? And I'd get discouraged by it. And I wouldn't be as energized to go and film again. Where now I just block all that out. I go and film and everything else just comes. Even last month, I had a really good month income wise. I didn't realize until I looked at uh, uh, my, uh, had a call with my bookkeeper, right? We looked at the, the profit loss and I was like, whoa, I'm like, nice. I forgot to even look at my checking account. I was like, this is a good month, you know? Um, and I feel like that's helped me because especially being, I'm 26 now. I feel like even when I was in my early 20s, it's easy to get hung up on like, you know, thinking about money and money focused or material focused rather than just go do the work, you know, does that make sense? It, no, I think it does. I mean, if you imagine you were like an author, right? And you were, there's sort of several different people that author has to be, right? They have to be the writer. They have to be the writer. They also have to be the person who later, you know, promotes that book. They also have to be the person who, you know, sits down and thinks, what book should I write? you know, based off of what feedback I got, but it's while you're writing, you should only be writing. And yes. while you're making your videos, you should really only be making your videos. Yeah. And then later you can go back and look at the the last seven videos you made. Well, which one did the best? And you put your analytical hat on, right? But I think that if you, it's so easy to just swipe into the analytics tab and just say, oh, well, there was a drop off here and there's this and this, and, and you can get caught up in it. I like your approach. Yes. And I think one thing is too, is if you set the goal of like, I'm going to post every day for 60 days or 90 days, you're going to keep going no matter what. Because even when I started, like I, there was, when I first started literally a bike in the rain with no money, just feeling like really bad. Like there was times I would be biking and starting to cry. Like I'm not an emotional person at all. And there was some times I would just feel like really bad. Cause I'm like, you know, it just sucks. Some dark thoughts while riding that damn bike. So I had a lot of time to think, right? And I'm just like, oh. And there were times a video would get 100 views, 50 views. Like some people don't think I was there. I was there. Like that was me. But by the time I hit 60 days, I had a couple thousand followers. And then my videos, my worst video would then get 200 views maybe. And then I'd get a couple thousand. And even now that I've built something, you know, a video that's bad for me maybe has 10,000 or 20,000 views. But that's because it's like built that over time. And I just kept on focusing every day. And I think the big thing is like there's, I I have a presentation I do whenever I'm at speaking engagements. And the last Mm -hmm. slide is keep it simple, stupid. And the reason why I also, another young agent, he's like, man, I've been posting for a week now and I took a month off, but like, you know, I've really done some analytics and on like what people want and all these other things. And he started, he literally had all this stuff to show me. And I was like, what? And he's like, well, yeah, I was actually like, you know, there's one other real estate guy and he like does social media and like, you know, I've been talking to him and he was telling me I should do all this. I'm like, how many followers and views is the guy again? And the guy like, you know, a couple thousand, whatever, and doesn't do all of his business from social media. And I was like, I am here 
getting a lot of views and do 100% of the business for social media. And I'm telling you, throw that shit out. Go and post. Go and post. Just go and post. And he just can't get out of it because it's it just thinks it needs to be more. They like you know what I mean. And I think that's something that a lot of people uh, need to get over with anything. And like you know, a lot of people they're too analytical. They're not easy decision makers. You know, there's the uh, the chapter decision in Think and Grow Rich, the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. The chapter decision. I've read that over so many times. I literally have it cut out some of the verbiage from the scriptures in it and on my fridge literally right to my left and it's about decisions right so making quick successful people make quick and decisive decisions and that's the thing is like i'm just like boom i'm gonna decide to post decide to do this just go quick and less analytical and that's i think where the the power comes in people get too in their heads about it oh yeah definitely <laughs> that reminds me of uh the one thing that all fools have in common is they're always getting ready to begin. Yes. I think that's Seneca. And I love it's, that. Right? It, it's like that idea of it, it's you can you can feel like you're doing it, but all you're doing is research and planning and this and that and whatever. And like we all have that one friend who's like always talking about what they're gonna do, right? And they just sort of never, oh, for whatever reason, they never quite do it. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, so you answered one of my questions, and that was um at what when you started to get a, your first couple of leads, how many followers did you have? And, and like a couple of thousand, you think? Yeah, I would say like, yeah, TikTok, couple thousand, Instagram. I, Instagram, I started with a couple thousand because like friends traveling around. I had it since high school when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd say like a couple thousand and I was getting leads, but it wasn't even, a lot of the leads weren't even followers. They were just people that saw the video and then messaged me. So okay. I think that's something like it, uh, even there's some agents, beginner agents I'm working with or even know in my market, they'll have a hundred followers. They post a video of a cheap condo. It gets 50,000 views and they got like seven leads, right? Wow. So at the end of the day, it's, it's less about the actual following and it's more about the content uh, driving that. And I think that's what's important uh, because there were times where like um, now it's a little different, but uh, you know, there were times where if I had, let's say 30,000 followers, some day, some days I was getting less leads than when I had 5,000 followers. It just depended on what kind of content and homes I was posting. And I think that was the, the, the big thing. Right. But also Mm -hmm. I never had a goal of, I'm going to have this many leads by end of 60 days. It was, you know, just, I'm going to post for 60 days, whatever happens, happens, you know, it's kind of like farming. You can't control that, right? Like you, yeah, Yeah. farming. Yeah. You can, you can go out and you can, you can hoe the fields and whatever, but you can't say, I want, a thousand pounds of tomatoes. I mean, you can, but exactly whether or not you will or not. Exactly. Know. I come from like uh, both my grandparents farmers, right? I come from Saskatchewan, Canada. Anybody that doesn't know Saskatchewan, Canada, search it up. It's the funniest place on earth. So, I'll tell you, I was just in Saskatchewan. Right. Yes, yeah. that's so funny. Yes. I was in uh, Willow Bunch yes. for, for Farm Fest and uh, yeah. flew into Regina. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so where is your family from? I like 10 fit, well, probably 20 minutes outside of Regina. And then my family, anybody else that's from Saskatchewan, Southie and Earl Grey, that's like north of uh, uh, Regina. So mm-hmm. that's kind of like that. I come from farming. Like I think everyone that is born in Saskatchewan comes from a, someone in their generation uh, farmed. But that's the thing is the farming mentality of like, you don't go into it like you're saying, be like, oh, this year uh, we'll have a thousand, I don't know, thousand pounds of tomatoes or anything like that. No, you just wake up every day and go do the work, right? And you leave it up to the the universe, the weather. You leave it up to that. You can't control that, right? And I think that's the thing is like I kind of ha- took that mindset of like 
every day I'm just gonna go, right? I'm gonna plant my seeds, which is me posting videos, and that's what comes, right? And also in the in the book, The Go Giver, um, really good book. It's the law, the uh, uh, the spirit of opulence. It's the more you give, the more you get, right? That is just as true as gravity is. You throw something up, it comes back down. The more value you give, the more you will receive. Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, well, maybe Elon, but anyways, because they give the most value to people and they get then make the most money. The, the money that you get is in direct proportion to the amount of value you're giving. Why is a brain surgeon make more money than, um, I don't know, someone someone that drives Uber. No disrespect to either of those. I'm just saying there's a big income gap. It's because a brain surgery is a lot more valuable than getting a ride somewhere. Because last resort, I can get a bike or I can walk, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a reason why that's more. So when I thought about that too, I'm like, hey, the more value, as in the more videos I could share with people, the more money I'll make, the more leads I'll get. And that's it. And I talk to agents all the time that aren't getting many leads or anything. I'm like, it's because you're not doing a good job and adding value. That's why you're not getting the leads. It's common sense. And I think a lot of people overlook that as well. And they think it should just magically come. And I used to think that too early on, but I've been through a lot that then got me to this point. Um, so yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, if you're not getting many leads because you're not doing enough prospecting and giving value. So yeah. Yeah. Well, also, I think some people just aren't producing enough content where... Yes. You know, because the usually the people who reach out to you, they say in the advertising world that someone has to see your ad like six or seven times yes. before they'll actually yes. make a purchase, right? Yes. And so if if someone sees yours and they say, hey, I kind of like that one. And a couple of days later, the algorithm serves them up another one. They say, oh, this guy at the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that's branding, brand awareness, you know. They Then maybe they subscribe, they see a few more. And after they've seen a certain amount of your content, they say, you know what? He's done enough of these that are in this same kind of, you know, $500,000 range or whatever. Maybe he has another one. Maybe we should just reach out to him, honey. Well, no, we don't. Not yet. And then they see it again and they say, okay, now I'm going to. You know, it's like anything that I've bought or I see a, a cool sweater or something. And I think, oh, that's kind of nice. And then you see it again. Well, it is kind of nice. And you see it again and you, well, let me go to the website. And, and you don't. And then they follow you and they keep advertising to you. And eventually I do buy the sweater. But I didn't just see the ad, that looks nice, I will buy it now. Or see your video, I'm going to reach out to Tyler. Like, that's not really how people work. And I think that some agents, they do it a couple of times. People who could have become their leads and customers just didn't see enough from you consistently enough. So they just kind of faded away. Exactly. And that's so true. I get people all the time that are like, man, we've been following you for six months. Or we see all these videos, we finally decided to reach out. You're exactly right. It's it's consistency. There's there's other things too. If you don't want to do video, right? If you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that, then focus on what does work for you. Go and do the traditional methods because those work. I know I always talk crap about cold calling, door knocking. I just mm -hmm. think there's a way better way, but it, that does work. And you could be the best person at it and absolutely crush it. You can do Facebook ads and absolutely crush it, but you got to find like what that is for you and go all in on that rather than just go half ass at each one of those things. You got to be more of like a, a, instead of a jack of all trades, but you're a master of none, right? I like to be a master of just that one and then like really cultivate that. And I think none, none of people are doing that. They're scatterbrained. They're trying this, trying this, trying this, trying this, trying this, and never actually getting anywhere. And I think that's kind of the, the issue with this. Yeah. I would sort of encourage people to, to try to have some way you can have leverage though. 
Yes. The cool thing about your videos is if you do a video, then the next one could do 10 or a hundred times as well. You're never going to be able to knock on that many doors, yes. right? Like, you know, you're, so it's not that it's not a bad idea. I think it might be a bad idea for other reasons, like safety and yes. a variety of other things, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and just kind of like bothering people and stuff. But if you do that, like, I think that with like circle dialing or something like that, maybe you can somehow reach a few more people. Uh, but the cool thing about your approach is, and I think the reason that you've been so successful so quickly is because that video can be, you know, it's a 30 second or minute video, but it can be watched a hundred times or it can be watched a hundred million times. And it just, you know, just depends on how many people like it and share it and, and how good the video is. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing is like, you know, it's, it's something that really excites me because I get to, I used to be in car sales, like right, right out of high school when I was 17 and before I got into real estate, yeah. I've done the cold calling. I've done the going out onto the car lot and like someone looking at a car and be like, oh, hey, how are you doing today? And they're just like, screw <laughs> off. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I was always like, why do we always chase people? And then what happened was I started working at Mercedes, the dealership. And that was when people would come in and they would want to talk to you. So like, you have something I want. You have a luxury car. Yeah. You've got this. No other dealerships have this car, right? And that was when I was like, boom. I'm like, why pester people instead of people coming to me? There's so many people out there. Why waste my time on the people that aren't and focus on people that are? And I think that's my thing is rather than going after people, attracting people. And I've never done any outreach ever. It's just people reaching out to me. My videos are technically my outreach, but the videos people find fun. They find it entertaining. And here's another thing that's cool about the videos. People will look at the video. They'll see the house. And the next thing you know, they're like, they're watching the video. There's music. They're getting emotionally tied to it. It's a fun video. They share it with their, their spouse. And all of a sudden like, oh yeah, we're going to go view it. And they're talking to their parents or their friends. Oh, yeah, at work, even colleagues. Yeah, we're going to go viewing some houses tonight. There's six of them. Oh, yeah, here's one of them we're going to be viewing. And then they share the video. They show them the video. They're getting obsessed. Even me and my girlfriend, right? we just got it. We got a, uh, a new place uh, October 1st. Um, and sure enough, what are we doing? Constantly looking at the photos. We're sending the photos to our family and friends. We're invested into the photos. So now imagine of a video. So next thing you know, these people are so much more attached to this property and this listing because the video and they're sharing the video and everyone else is seeing the video and then they meet up with their coworkers. Hey, that house with like, you know, the cool kitchen, the video you sent, like, oh my God, like, you know, so that's something that's really cool about it. All right, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, so if people want to reach out to you, do they just send you, yeah. they send you a, a DM on, uh, Instagram or TikTok send or is email good for you? Instagram. And also if you make, if you have videos or you've been making videos, send them to me and I can give you some feedback. Like I just love it. Give you some free feedback, like all that stuff. I don't get on calls with people. Um, maybe I will in the future, but like, I'm just so focused on doing my, uh, videos. If you send me voice notes, I'll absolutely get back to you. Um, sooner or later. So I love giving free value and literally just helping people out with their videos. Um, don't ever send me a video that's not posted. Be like, hey, I'm thinking about posting this. I will literally block you. You need to post the video and then send me that video. <laughs> send me the post and I'll give you my feedback and ways you can improve. But I will not give you feedback on a video that's not posted. All right. That's, that's very fair. Okay. Well, that's a great offer. I hope that people take you up on that. And, uh, I, look, Tyler Hassman, yeah, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Top Broker Podcast. If you want to get in touch or suggest a guest for the show, 
email phil at topbrokerpodcast.com. And if you wouldn't mind doing a rating or a review for the show, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.